Greetings everybody, here we are back again with the Adaptation Store from the Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco. Back for another day of offerings of products that we carry. I'm going to try to dive deeply and go a little more quickly, see if I can cover more products and maybe talk a little bit less this time <laughs> um, about some of the offerings that are here. We have a lot of miscellaneous things that I think are helpful for people around the house, helpful for people in the kitchen, uh, just useful things that we all rely on that are small things, things that I really like taking into conventions because they're all things that we use on a pretty frequent basis and most of them are under $50 and pretty affordable by most people. So I'm focusing today mostly on household items, uh, things that are gadgety, headphones, things that are good for your computer and your smartphone, recorders, uh, other types of accessories, things that are good around the kitchen, um, some some games, um, maybe a little bit of, if we have time, we'll touch on lamps and lighting. Otherwise, if not, we'll save that for next time. Uh, but I really want to touch on some of these tools that we use, watches, um, marking tools, measuring tools, things of that nature that we all tend to rely on and we forget about until we need them. And all of a sudden we think, well, how am I supposed to do that? How, how am I going to measure how how much is eight inches? I can't tell. I need to go, you know. 17 inches, how far is that? And then we realize we need something simple like an accessible tape measure, an accessible ruler. So um, I'm going to pick through some of these items. Uh, remember, the website is up 24-7 if you want to place an order day or night. Anytime you feel the urge to shop, come and pay us a visit, adaptations.org. Uh, and the Lighthouse, check out our offerings there too, lighthouse-sf.org and see if any of our program offerings will be something that you find yourself interested in. So, everybody likes the games, board games, household games, games everybody can play, braille and print, tactile games. Um, playing cards are kind of first on the list, and they're something that are used by everybody. And I think everybody should have a, have a deck of braille and print playing cards. Um, we carry a few different types. We carry them in paper and plastic at the $10 price point. So some people have a preference, and so we carry both types. And the cards can be sold with our other offerings. We have cribbage, for example, and that is played with cards. It comes with a tactile uh, wooden grommeted cribbage board, so it's easy to keep your score and your points. Uh, but the, the cards can be sold, obviously, with the uh, game of cribbage. Uh, we carry the braille edition of Uno. Uh, we have a braille edition of the card game Skippo. So uh, the braille cards are kind of a staple in every every game shop really. We have braille and low vision Monopoly. We have braille uh, and large print Scrabble. Uh, and I'll just say a word about the Scrabble because I know everyone wants to know the Scrabble is the plastic Scrabble, so it's the newer version 
Uh, but it's not the version with the tiles that don't fit into the squares. Scrabble has had a couple of iterations in, in terms of its braille offerings. And uh, the first one was wonderful. And then for a while, the design of the board changed and the tiles didn't fit into the squares that are designed to hold them in place while you play the game anymore. So you'd go to read your squares and they'd fly all over the board. They've solved that problem by deepening the squares and using a little bit slimmer plastic tile. So the board is a little more lightweight and a little more plasticky, but it's definitely easier to transport now. It has a little round um, spinner on the bottom, so if you need to turn the board and spin it around, it's easy to do. Um, I'll say the tiles feel a little bit more uh, plasticky, and the large print in the squares there's braille and large print both in each square and the large print is raised it's very uh, embossed and very detailed so some folks have to work a little bit at reading the braille um, our bingo boards are like this too they have large print on them also uh, I like the the new Scrabble though the tiles fit really nicely into the squares you can actually play it without them sliding all over the place. So that's another option we do carry um, in the store. Our bingo boards, we have a large print and a braille. Um, the braille obviously has the recessed squares, so you can drop the little markers in on top of each square. has really, really refined raised print and braille, so it's a little tricky until uh, you get used to reading it. Um, just because there is print there and braille, so it's something, you know, to pay attention to. Some people don't have issue with it. Other people have to work at it a little bit. Um, they put the print right above the braille. So it's just a matter of figuring out, you know, for a new braille user, it might take them an extra minute to, to, uh, to figure out what the numbers say. But the beauty of it is it's plastic, and it's very sharp, nice-looking braille, so it's not going to fade um, some of the newer sets are cardboard and you know they're wonderful but they're using dymo tape um, and the braille over time will fade these aren't going to do that this is plastic so it's going to be as sharp today as it will be 20 30 years from now uh, we have a large print offering as well with um, little markers that slide up and down like a little garage door they're vertical sliders so you slide it down to cover the numbers that you that have been called and then when it comes time to score you can slide them up again to read the number. Um, we have a tactile Rubik's Cube that has big embossed shapes, different colored shapes, so instead of uh, the letters denoting the colors on, the, on each side. A Rubik's Cube is a six-sided tactile cube obviously and you want to get all of the sides to, to be each side its own solid color so you twist it and you turn it and the way to to play this tactily is to match the shapes up to one another we also have a sudoku cube that has numbers instead of colors and that's makes my head hurt that's too challenging <laughs> i can mess it up but boy i'd be there all day trying to fix it so it's a lot of fun if you like sudoku that's another fun one um tends to get people going over there to look at the games are always in there they end up twisting on the sudoku cube trying to fix it so that's another fun one that we carry um i'm gonna move over to some of the other products for the house um that we carry because there are a few things that 
everybody always asks about the talking digital thermometer. Uh, I guess that's a more of a health aid, but I tend to lump it in with our bath scale and our other um, medical products that are used around the house. This is a this is an oral thermometer that goes under your tongue, and you hold down the button on the top of it for a second, and it beeps to turn itself on, and then you tap that button again to turn it off. When you first hold it down, um, it comes on, and it tells you, it beeps for a second, and then it says, please measure. So once it says that, you can put it in your mouth, and you wait about maybe 10 seconds, and it plays a little song, tells you your temperature, it'll repeat it a second time. Uh, and then when you take it out of your mouth, when you're ready to turn it off, just wash it, clean it, whatever, sterilize it, you can tap that top button and the speech will go away. Uh, it speaks several different languages. You can set that when you first take, when you first insert the battery, it comes with a little plastic battery cover in the box so that the battery isn't being drained while it sits on the shelf. So when you get it, you pull a little plastic cover off of the battery and that enables you to get it started and set it up. The first time you hold the button down um, languages will come up on the screen. This is not an accessible process. Uh, the very first time I did it I happened to get lucky and I counted to seven or eight and let up on that button and I happened to have English selected so I didn't even realize that it spoke multiple languages until I did it incorrectly and didn't hold it long enough and all of a sudden my thermometer was speaking Spanish. So I wasn't sure how to rectify it. Finally I got frustrated. I pulled out the battery, <laughs> popped it back in and started over. And this time I counted to 10 before I let the button up initially at the turn on point. I only had to do this once. Now when I tap it to turn it on, it speaks English. I tap it to turn it off, it goes away. When I tap it again to turn it on, it speaks English again. I'm sure if I held it down, it would switch languages, but I don't do that because I learned the first time that that's not a good thing to do. So uh, not perfectly accessible, I guess, uh, but accessible enough to get the job done. And if it's a matter of knowing your temperature or not knowing, it's a small workaround. These sell out really quickly. Um, they're only 15, 20 bucks, whatever. They don't last very long because everyone with an era of COVID wants to carry a thermometer around. Um, there have been some more that have been ordered. Actually, by the time this is aired, I'm sure they will be uh, in stock. They should be here uh, within the next week, and we've ordered several dozen. So go ahead and come and place your order because we will have them in stock again. Can't do without a thermometer. you got to have a thermometer. Um we have something really interesting in, in our marking and labeling section, but I like to mention them here because they sort of go along with bump dots and locator dots and tactile sticky back dots that you can apply to surfaces to tell uh, to mark where things are. So for everything from computer keyboards to marking where, you know, 350 or 400 degrees are on your stove, uh, they're just really useful for small jobs when you just need a little dot. Maybe you're not a braille reader yet and you just need to know where the start button is. You can put a tactile bump on there and tell where it is. Maybe you want to put a round one on the start one and a square one on the power button so you can tell the difference or something. Um, 
you know, their uses are endless. But we have something called halos, and they're a tactile sticker, uh, and they're a little raised shape, and they're kind of cute. They're like seven dollars, six, seven dollars. But there's a set for the microwave, there's a set for the washer, and a set for the oven. And what they do is they uh, incorporate little shapes. So the microwave one has shortcuts. So there's a little slice of pizza that's like shaped like a little slice of pizza. There's a potato, looks like a little football. There, <laughs> So if you want to maybe figure out where the shortcuts are, there's a kernel of popcorn. Um, there's a more or less you know, button if you need, if you have a more or less where you can, like an arrow key to the right or to the left, greater than, less than, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, they're just a really neat thing. And again, I'm thinking of the person who loses their vision. Sometimes you get people that lose their sight later in life and, you know, they're not ready to learn Braille at this point. They're just trying to figure out how they're going to master items around the house, how they're going to heat up their microwave, whatever. Um, these are just a good good little tool to tell you where your shortcuts are. Maybe you don't want to even mess with the time. You just want to hit the, you know, hit the start and the stop and the reheat button or something. These are just good little tactile tools to tell you. The washer has a little wash tub that looks kind of like the letter V in print, but it's filled in at different levels so you can see. It looks like a little wash tub and you can see uh, one quarter full, half full, three quarters full, and you can put that on your washer. Some of these washers are um, are touchscreen, or they don't have a knob anymore that you can just turn for a specific cycle. So you need to select options either with a button or with a touchscreen. So these are kind of a neat, inexpensive way of circumventing that. You're going to put stickers all over your device but they're sort of cool because they they denote whatever it is that you're applying them to they can mean whatever you want them to mean but um they're, they're kind of cool you get two sets in a pack so if you mess one up or it gets funky you can just throw it away and pop another one on there but i think for things you're not going to move around very much especially the washer and the stove if you have a, a cooktop that doesn't that's not accessible sometimes these can be helpful we also have something called the spot in line pen. It's used for marking things. It's kind of like the old high marks. Uh, you draw with it and it hardens to a surface, kind of like puff paint. So you can draw whatever shape you want. Uh, and this comes in different colors. You can get it in white. You can get it in orange. Uh, I believe it's also in black. We have the Pen Friend 3, which is obviously the successor to the Pen Friend 2. No kidding. Um, this apparently gives you more storage space, I guess, to store your labels. Penfriend is kind of a neat device. You can point it at a label, touch it to the label, and you can make a recording that's stored on the penfriend of what that label signifies. So you can stick these to just about anything from items that go, you know, in the in the refrigerator to items, boxed goods and canned goods and items in the kitchen, articles of clothing, anything you want to stick a label on. You have up to an hour to record on each label. So if you have a lot of really intricate patterns, or my friend uses these for, for her work clothes, and she has some um, outfits with some pretty significant detailing, so I think she had her reader go on for 10 or 15 minutes. 
about which ma- what matches what and what goes with what and what doesn't match and what kind of what shade of color it is and you can you can really get intricate with your detail they also make labels that go through the laundry so you can label your clothing with them and wash them and uh, you don't lose the label you can you can re-record the label if need be or you can uh, just use it to identify so a lot of people like this um similar to using something like way round tags with your phone it's a it's just a cool way to get a an audio identifier, especially, again, for that person who's not a Braille reader. We do have the Braille clothing tags also, um, along with the Braille freezer labels, which are plastic labels you can make in the Perkins Braille Writer or with a slate. And they have a, a hole at each end with a piece of elastic. Really pretty basic, but they're awesome. You can put them on cans, you can put them around boxes or items that go in the freezer. And the labels won't fade, and they won't get funky because they're written on paper. Uh, I kind of like them. The clothing labels have been around since time out of mind. They've updated them. They have some newer colors now. And they aren't oval-shaped anymore. They are rectangular. Couldn't live without that piece of important knowledge, could you? Still the same principle. Aluminum clothing tags. You sew them in. There's a hole at each end. You can sew them into your lining of your uh your collar or your clothing whatever if you want to do that and uh, it'll give you two letter representations for each color we have the royal tellweight talking scale that i know so many are familiar with you just put it on the floor and give it a tap and it will tell you when it's ready and you step on the scale and it'll tell you your weight except me i'm not going to step on that scale <laughs> we have uh, packs of self-threading needles, and we have a, a wire loop needle threader. So if you like the, the the threader, you can use that. Or if you like the needles better, they just have a wider notch at the top uh, for the needle to fall into. And I think they're 10 in a pack. So they're kind of nice to, to have. They're sort of helpful. We have an item... Uh, that is showing up here. I'm, I'm just looking at the list of items. It isn't really a household item. It's more of an item for drawing, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because it doesn't get much love. Uh, and I, I think it's really sort of a cool way to make your own representations and tactile models on the fly. So we have a, a thing called the Sensational Blackboard. And I see it here along with our wiki sticks and some of the other things that are used for uh, STEM sometimes for for creating uh, certain designs or tactile designs people will use wiki sticks in in uh, in college a lot of the time the maybe sometimes a professor will use them to illustrate certain things um, they're like pipe cleaner really different colors different lengths and you can bend them but the the sensational blackboard is like a rubberized board that you can put a piece of paper on kind of similar to the raised line drawing kits from days of old, which we also carry. But you can use any paper and any pen um, and draw and and press kind of firmly. The more firmly you press, the firmer you will get a a tactile line, representation of a line. So, um, you know, pressing lightly will get you a, a pretty light line, but if you press firmly, you'll get a really nice tactile 
tactile line. It's good for people doing all kinds of things from trying to, you know, draw their own little maps of things on the fly that they need to trying to illustrate maybe an intersection if you're trying to show somebody something. Um, maybe you're in class and you want to be able to, you know, not just something you do the protractor for anymore, but something maybe you want to um, try to illustrate something. I don't know, maybe you're teaching somebody handwriting and you want to maybe be able to show them what the shapes of the letters look like. It just has so many uses. Uh, and I see a lot of a lot of people now using it for STEM stuff also. So I think maybe it could be helpful to just mention it here, even though it tends to fall more in line with our reading and writing products. But I, I, I had to mention it because it's just such a cool thing. And I tend to forget about it, actually. Um, we have a number of, well, a couple of measuring tools that I mentioned earlier. And I just want to bring them up because they're so useful. Uh, whoever thinks about it until you need something to measure with. We have a, a couple of things. We have some measuring spoons and measuring cups for the kitchen. They are labeled in English and metric and braille. Uh, the measuring cups are wonderful. They have a pour spout on them and a little rubber ring to hold them securely on the counter so they won't slide around. They have a great handle to stabilize so you can use them while you're pouring. Uh, I use these a lot with my stand mixer while it's mixing. They're very precise. Um, they go from one-eighth cup all the way up to, I believe, two cups is the largest one. Uh, they look like little boats there. They're just they're neat measuring cups. They're measuring spoons also that snap onto a plastic ring that match. And again, they're also labeled in Braille, which I think is really kind of fabulous. Um, never really cared for a number of years. I've been cooking for 30 years, never had cups that had Braille labels on them. And then these came out and I thought, boy, it's really nice to be able to just grab, you know, two thirds or three quarters rather than have to take, you know, a, a, a single third cup and measure twice, you know, or a quarter cup and measure three of them. It was just, it was a cool thing, um, for a baker, more dishes to dirty, more dishes to wash, you know, but. <laughs> I love them. I really do. Uh, I use them in my kitchen. I use the spoons too. They match my stand mixer. I love them. Um, we have a, a, a regular, like a measuring tape. It's a really, it's like a glorified sewing tape, but it has grommets on it. There are two grommets vertically at every foot, every twelve inches. Then there's a single grommet every inch. And a smaller, tiny little grommet at every half inch. So it doesn't go down to a sixteenth of an inch or anything like the click rules do. But it's a great tool for just, it's about five feet long. So if you just need to measure really quickly. How wide is the doorway? I know when I had to put up a baby gate, I went around, running around the house. Couldn't find my tape measure looking for something to measure with. So just a great way to uh, get a tactile representation of how wide something is or how wide it needs to be. Sounds like such a small thing, but um, before this existed, you know, I, I remember having to use a an old school measuring tape like a sighted person would use and pull it to the length I needed and then lock it and then go scrounge around to find my one foot long 
braille ruler and then measured the piece that I had extended with my 12-inch braille ruler. It was very clunky and cumbersome. So it's nice to have a tool that's longer than, you know, that's closer to five feet long now. So if I need to measure something real, just quick on the fly, how big around is it? How wide is it? How far is it from here to there? Uh, we have a click rule. It's um, a neat kind of a carpentry tool, actually. It's a a, it's a great tool for woodworking and it comes with several different extensions. It comes with some extensions included in the package but you can also purchase 12 and 6 inch uh, aluminum extensions and they're just hollow, long, skinny extensions that snap into the end of the click rule and then you can slide the little indicator down the length of the click rule and it clicks and it, it's such a basic tool but it has a great little pointing device you have a good marker um, for each inch, and then it clicks for each sixteenth of an inch beyond that. So it's a great way if you really, really, really need precise measurement. Maybe you are doing woodworking, uh, and you need to know, you know, right down to the to the to the letter where your measurement's going to stop. This is a good tool for that. We also have the Braille caliper um, that I know many people are familiar with. It's been on the market for quite some time. Uh, but we carry it in the store, and uh, we do get requests for it periodically. That's another device that can come in helpful uh, when you're doing work of that nature that requires really, really precise measurements. And I believe that's one sixteenth of an inch also at each click. Some of the other items that we carry, uh, we have a number of watches and clocks we have talking watches braille watches um, several different talking watches round ones square ones we have a talking watch that's a very economical it's our ten dollars square watch that a lot of people like uh, has one green button on the face that's the one with the rooster um, we've got some atomic watches that are more in the forty dollar range some have they have four buttons on them we also have the the single button watches. Um, some people are familiar with the time optics watches. We have the one button watch that requires a tool to set. And we also have the four button style. We've got a smaller watch that talks, that has alarms in it, that is sold. It's marketed as a watch for women and children. So if you want a talking watch that's not huge and kind of oversized and high profile, this might be a good option. Um... Same speech chip that most of us are familiar with, but it comes with the option of including Velcro bands of different colors. So it's kind of like a fashion watch, and it's fun for kids too. So you can select the color of your band at the time that you make your purchase. So that's kind of a fun thing also. Uh, there are bands in different colors. So if you wanted a blue one or a black one, or um, you can choose your band at the time that you buy your watch. It's an additional $8.00. And then you can just swap out the band as you see fit. Or you can put any, if you wanted to put a nicer band on it, uh, it's, a, it's a standard um, watch band fit. You could, you know, you could put any band on it that you wanted to. But the fashion bands are kind of a fun seller for kids. And uh, if you have small hands and you want to watch the talks, this is probably the way to go. We also carry the Seiko if you like the Braille watches better. 
For folks who want uh, a little bit more of a fancy digital offering, we have the Dot Watch from Dot Incorp. I know a lot of people are familiar with with the the new offerings from Dot lately. Um, they've really made a lot of neat progress on this watch. It's a Braille smart watch, actually, that can connect to your smartphone via Bluetooth, or you can operate it as a standalone digital watch, but it has four cells on the face and a nice screen protector over the top to protect the braille cells now they've done a really nice job with this a lot of deaf blind folks like it because it's a perfectly discreet way of telling the time silently and it can also give you text messages and other things from your apple watch i want to touch on the sunu band before we go and we only have a minute left but it also uh, has tactile feedback and can give you the time. And I think this is a great alternative for deafblind folks, believe it or not, as well. And I only want to mention it here because we're talking about watches and you can get the Sunu band completely silently, s- exclusively through vibration uh, to give you the time, which I think is really cool, in addition to all the other neat things that the Sunu band does. So we'll talk a little more about it next time because it is a a little more of a a, te- a high-end tool that people are using for navigation, but I wanted to mention it here. We're out of time. I need to go. I will be back with you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the website, adaptations.org, and we will see you next time.